Good evening. That's right. You're tuned to Ross FM 94.6. I'm your host, Kira Lawless, and this is the show Inspired Lives, live every Thursday between 5 and 6 p.m., where I talk to inspirational individuals who live lives full of passion. They're definitely not afraid to step outside their comfort zone and follow that intuitive nudge that guides them. But right now, I am delighted to be joined on the line by Aiden Ring. And it's all in the name. He's a fire performer, an environmentalist, psychologist. I was going to say Aiden as well. Can you hear me on the line? Yeah. Hey, Is sir. there anything you can't do? Oh, uh, yeah, I tried to lift a, an anvil once. And, um, yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> we'll let you off on that one. So tell us, I suppose, you're, you're on the way to somewhere very interesting. For everyone on the line, tell us where you're heading to. Sure. Um... So as some of your listeners listeners know, uh, body and soul this weekend. So um, yeah, uh, I'm doing a good few things at body and soul. Really busy. So I'm there in my capacity as fair trade communities outreach officer, um, which is my uh, current day job. But then by night, I'm a fire performer. I do fire shows, uh, fire flow and circus shows. Um, so uh, that's basically kind of yeah, just uh, I guess anything that involves uh, prop manipulation so the likes of Poyer, Hula Hooper staff or um, like fire breathing would be one example of a fire performance skill so uh, yeah I'm doing that it's actually my first time doing a fire show of body and soul so I'm buzzing so if anybody's going to be there uh, it's going to be at midnight on the Sunday at the in the Wall Garden location to be uh, confirmed but um, yeah that's going to be incredible because I know Body and Soul again it's a huge a huge festival so many people love it every year it seems yeah. to get better and better but I suppose yeah. you're going to be there as the um, fair trade officer I suppose for in communities environmentally but tell us I suppose what kind of like it's such a quirky unusual career tell us about what that yeah. kind of entails and what actually inspired you to go down that route go down the route of fair trade is um, so it's communities outreach, so I've done a huge amount of activism in the back of my, like, uh, in my career yeah. uh, down to the years. So I've kind of, uh, yeah, worked a lot with Young Friends of the Earth uh, for a couple of years there. I've worked with Eco UNESCO. I've worked with uh, the ENI, that's the Ecotherapy Network of Ireland. So still involved in that. So I was always looking for ways that I could use my particular skills, my interest in human psychology to, um, to help the movement, uh, the climate movement, biodiversity and all that so um, yeah fair trade was kind of it was I think it emerged at a good time because I just finished a master's and my master's is in environmental psychology so that's um, a lot of stuff about behaviour behaviour change and uh, using what we know about uh, you know human cognition and uh, mm. and um, kind of you know uh, I suppose yeah social social connectedness and stuff to to generate certain behavioural outcomes so my thesis was all about the the Save the Boeing campaign so I was trying to ask what motivates activism Um, and then yeah I came out of that and there was a position going for Air Trade Ireland and so you know as a performer and as a kind of you know uh, an activist I love just floating around the country doing shows Uh, there's lots of you know amazing gatherings happening in Ireland at the moment so it kind of it suits because I'm out and about like you know visiting fair trade communities which is kind of those are communities that uh, do make certain commitments to do stuff for fair trade like having events or having uh, fair trade products and shops and stuff so uh, it's terrific and uh, this weekend I think it's kind of it's, it's a really good example of kind of that uh, that work life kind of 
combo. It's, it's more of a work combo, I guess. But it's, it's a great synergy, awesome. isn't it? Between everything yeah. that you love, your skills, your knowledge, to be able to come mm. together and bring that together. I think it's, a, I, I'd imagine it's incredibly fulfilling. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very, very grateful to be on the path that I'm on. Um, one thing I actually did mention as well is that, uh, and I got a, I got a plug that was native events. So they're, um, they're the production company doing Body and Soul this year. So uh, it's what they've been doing for the past few years is they've been reducing the number of tickets they're selling to, you know, bring it back more to a, a position of kind of just like all about the kind of the uh, the holistic experience. It's, 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 they're trying to go 100% circular. So they're the only, okay. Body and Soul is the only festival that has signed up to this uh, European Green New Deal for festivals. Which wow. means that they're kind of... Uh, yeah, it's That's really, huge. Really cool. yeah. yeah, because you think about festivals, really, I suppose there's a, probably, you'd know more now than I would about this, but I'd imagine there's a lot of waste, actually, that goes on behind the scenes. And I suppose oh, some goodness. choices that are not really, uh, mm. they're not uh, eco-friendly, I suppose. But what have you guys been able to help, we'll say, Body and Soul with? Or I suppose, what have you been collaborating on together? Mm. Well, so with, with Fair Trade, uh, we're going to be doing with fair, like Body and Soul is a fair trade festival so yeah. that means that it's uh, it's committed to having its traders uh, will will if they're buying certain products they'll buy the fair trade version so that'll be coffee, tea, bananas, chocolate um, so I've actually got I've got a couple of fair trade ambassadors we're cruising down this evening and um, so we're going to be on site we're going to be doing basically just uh, engaging with traders on their kind of you know how they're doing with fair trade products and giving them a score for that, okay. and that will all that will all feed into a uh, an overall system for the an overall sort of scoring system for what's called the Green Trader Award, which Fair Trade have sponsored this year. So we got a really nice upcycled plaque made, which we're going to award to the winner, uh, which is pretty fun. Amazing! That's just going to be huge. And I think you know little initiatives like that actually giving handing out awards and things. It definitely encourages, I think, a lot more people to be more mind, yeah, mindfully yeah. conscious about things. Yeah, yeah. But it's also it's not a, it's not just kind of a a nominal thing either. Like yeah. the winner gets a, dis, a discount on their uh, their pitch fee for next year, so a discount on their stall. So it actually okay. does kind of it's definitely worth it to do it. Um, I really another really cool little synergy though, Kira. I'll have to mention is that uh, with Native, I'm running the you know just the, the other thing I'm doing there is I'm running the the fire in the walled garden. I was um, going to say you're going to have your own ring of fire. <laughs> Sorry, don't kill me for that one. <laughs> No, it's not bad, it's not bad. I've heard, I've heard worse things about my name, like worse quits. <laughs> but, uh, so, what's really cool about that is that I've, another organisation I've done a good bit of work with is the, uh, the Gaelic Woodland Project, yeah? Okay. And their, their whole thing is, um, shout out to the Gaelic Woodland Project. They, uh, what they do is they go into um, uh, native woodlands around Ireland and we do what, what are called mehels which is kind of just a rally rallying the troops anybody who's interested in this kind of work you come out use entirely non-mechanised methods to cut down uh, cherry laurel wow. which is an invasive species that uh, it's, it's choking a lot of our native woodlands and um, so it's, it's really cool because then you have you know the, the woodland is able to return the native species the bluebells the wild garlic and you know the native trees are able to kind of prosper again yeah it was interesting and they have a lot of a lot of firewood and so the cool thing is that Gaelic Woodland Project is actually donating okay. the firewood for my fire 
Add body and soul. It's so great. It's so circular. I love it. I love that, actually. I love that everyone yeah. can benefit from that. I was just going to say on the Bluebells front, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I think they work in, like, forest management. Um, but yeah. it was interesting about the Bluebells because I didn't realise there's so many forests in Ireland that the Bluebells growing there are actually not native Bluebells. They've had to import them in because it's oh, so... Really? Ri- yeah, I was reading up on this the other day. It was so interesting that a lot yeah. of the native... It's really hard to find native Bluebells and they've actually oh. been a lot of them have been importing ones in to grow um, because they've that. been yeah they've been taken a lot better to the environment I think it's because of something to do with weather changes or something mm. that there's been a decline in them but it's fascinating to hear and again like how great is that you know you, they're supplying you the wood the wood for the fire yeah oh yeah it's terrific and uh, yeah in fairness to them a few of them went out yesterday I wasn't able to join them because I was you know running around like a blue ass fly trying to sort everything up and so but um uh, a few of them went out yesterday and just and, and chopped up a load of logs for it so that's all going to be there on site so I kind of feel like yeah yeah it's, it's nice to it's nice to kind of uh, see all of these you know good people kind of emerging you know at the right time in the right places like you know like the circumstances that we met uh, Akira and like kind of just I, I just feel like there's a there's a really strong and really kind of vibrant movement at the moment where like there's all these kind of community projects and it's it's a lot more we're kind of I think we're, there's, a, there's a lot more kind of deep work being done at the moment than just people kind of you know saying uh, you know we wish things were different you know and, 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 and passing petitions around you know to say things should be different it's kind of like there's a lot of like the likes of the Gaelic Woodland Project Native Event Fair Trade we're kind of we're, we're actually taking action just a lot of people taking action to kind of you know uh bring into being a, a better a better world a more sustainable world and it's very inspiring to be a part of you've said it already there I think it's so important again if people aren't taking the actions we can keep talk talk talking about it but really mm. it is what you said if people don't get out and come together and mm. create these changes it won't happen and again we're so lucky I do see in Ireland you're right in Ireland there is actually so many more people coming together and actually mm. making those moves whether that's kind of growing their own sustainable sustainable food or maybe kind of living more sustainably and cutting out as much waste as possible I suppose for listeners in on the line maybe kind of like what are, would be some kind of lifestyle changes that you would maybe like um, I suppose promote that might be actually very helpful for people to kind of adapt into their own life that's not kind of alien that's kind of mm. something maybe a little simple kind of steps for people Sure um, I suppose the uh, you know, in terms of in terms of fair trade, it's kind of like you know we, we always encourage people to buy fair trade if they can, and that's like what's what's really cool about that is that it is so simple. You you do it anyway. You do grocery shopping anyway, but with the fair trade premium and you know the um, fair trade minimum pricing, you can be guaranteed that the farmers who produce it are going to get a minimum living wage. So it's actually it's an incredibly powerful thing that you can do just with your shop. Um, then like something I always say to anybody who asks this question is just like go into nature it's you know it's so it's so simple but I think COVID has really hammered at home for a lot of people just how just how much we need you know to engage with and get to know the natural world so um, that's kind of a that's a very powerful thing as well and like you know spend as much time as you can in nature, I say, you know, because we used to, like, we evolved in nature, so it's actually quite, it's, it's, it's pretty phenomenal, the kind of, the, what happens, what, what nature can actually do for your, 
for your brain, for your senses. If you're just like, if you, even if you're just at the beach for a few hours watching the waves or going to the forest. Um, uh, yeah, cycling. Yeah, always, mm-hmm. always about the cycling. If you can, if you can cycle, if you get a, get a bicycle, you know, if you're living in the city, I don't think it makes, you know, if you're living in a city and you can you can get there in like half an hour on a bicycle, it's just, you know, it's probably actually still quicker than a car at rush hour and it's a lot healthier and it's just a lot more enjoyable as a way to get around so yeah up the cycling um it's you know another real simple thing is just grow some of your own food you know uh if you've got a tiny little balcony even just any type of outdoor space you know three meters by three meters you can actually produce something ridiculous like 20 30 percent of your food if you do it right you know yeah yeah Yeah. you'd be amazed what you can get from a small (laughs) plot you know this is i see the microgreens as well are huge at the moment a lot of people Uh, you know microgreens yeah yeah i see a lot of people kind of trying to grow those as well in in small spaces but i'm just thinking there to myself as well again i suppose you're working with the elements and things like that when it comes to we'll say the fire and things like that i'd say you found that quite like Mm. working with fire very therapeutic and i know as well you, t- you tell loads of mythology and you weave that into your beautiful performances. Can you tell us all about that? Because that's fascinating to me. Kind of what inspired yeah. you to take that route? Because as well, I-, I haven't heard of any other fire performers doing anything like this. So it- it's yeah, quite yeah. unique. What kind of, in- like, yeah, what-, what gave you the idea to do that? Cool. Uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, well, shout out to the Arts Council. I actually kind of, I got a bursary award to do that, so it was quite a. It was a thing of like you know, there was um, uh, you know, around COVID time there was kind of like there were there were more grants available, and there was kind of all that artists could really do because there wasn't work, there wasn't shows to be done. So I was like, I'm gonna go for this. I got some great guidance from Isaac, the Irish Street Art Circus and Spectacle Network, but I also had to kind of you know take a big sit down and be like, right, what do, what do we actually want to do as a performer? Mm. And for me, the kind of the you know, it may seem to your listeners like my career CV is very disparate, but it actually all is all unified by the theme of identity. Mm-hmm. So the the identity thing is kind of you know is what I was going for with the mythology, like you know who we are as a people in Ireland. You know we have such a fantastically rich mythology, and the way it used to be, like you know our ancestors would have all sat around fires, telling these stories, you know, and passing them on generation to generation. You know the stories of and McCool, Boan and the Dagda, the, the Nafina, um, the Fomorians, the Battle of the Moitura, Cullen, you know, and it's actually just, it's all so epic. It's all very tragic, but like, you know, once you get into it, <laughs> it's amazing. And uh, so I done a storytelling course with Candlelit Tales and I did a mentorship with um, Rogu, that's, um, that's a, a performance company. And yeah. so on, on the back of that, I kind of just... Um, I learned a process for kind of weaving uh, a story like in real time I'm telling a story live while fire performing so it's kind of just taking the whole thing of you know campfire storytelling yes. and kind of just taking it to the next level of you know right that the fire is actually moving and you're kind of acting out the fighting or you're acting out the kind of uh, the scene the journey with you know through my fire props so there's a lot of creativity goes into it I'd imagine um, so and again there's so much like that when I suppose you're doing that with all your senses you're, you're having to think you're having to there's a timing as well but with storytelling such an art and a skill and then you're also performing mm. with the fire so many elements yeah. there coming together yeah you really have to watch your breathing <laughs> oh my really? god like after <laughs> after after I come out of it I just like you know 
is adrenaline. I'd imagine there's an adrenaline adrenaline rush actually with the performance. Oh yeah, there's a massive, massive hit of adrenaline. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, but it's also kind of like you know, it does take it out of you because it kind of you know, I've realised with the fire performing, it's fantastic. But it's kind of, I personally feel like you don't, you know, your audience isn't necessarily connecting with the performer as such. They're connecting with the fire and the the movement and stuff. But like if I'm telling a story as well, then it's like you're also kind of I, I also have to hold the attention of the audience and I have to kind of bring them on a journey type thing so it's very kind of it's intense it's a journey and it's, it's, it's very like you know what's cool about it is that the actual the fire itself is you know we all know this from staring at fires you know it's very hypnotic you know so mm. if I'm holding a flaming implement it's kind of it is easier to draw people into this narrative um, but um, I wasn't going to say like in terms of the <laughs> Yeah, in terms of the kind of the the flow and the kind of adrenaline, yeah, the adrenaline thing, like you were kind of like you mentioning there before, I actually just, uh, hilariously enough, uh, just recently finished a, a stand-up comedy course with uh, with Aidan Killian, shout out to Aidan, who's a great comedian, and uh, so that comedy course was like, it was a couple of weekends ago, but I kind of, I kind of realized, you know, it does tap into a lot of the same, the same skills, and yes. I'd like, just before I was about to go up on stage... Huh? It's, I'd say there's an overlap. Yeah, yeah, there's a huge amount of overlap there. And I was kind of like, you know, that head of adrenaline before you go on stage. I was like, ah, that's familiar. Ah, okay, right. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Great it. Uh, and again, I'd, I'd imagine this well, these are the other little skills as well that you can bring in as well to the fire. Be interesting to bring uh-huh. comedy into that, though. I, I, I could imagine that'd be, that'd be definitely an interesting one. There's a few messages coming in over the line, though. Um, I have a message oh, yeah. in there from Alicia listening in on that loan. Hey guys, really enjoying the show this evening. Can you ask Aiden where we can purchase fair trade products? Yeah, sure. Um, Alicia, thanks. So uh, the uh, supermarkets uh, that have the most would be your super values. Um, Tesco have a excellent line of fair trade cheese and coffees. Um, so it's kind of like it's not... It's, you know, some supermarkets do have more than others. Uh, Little and Aldi at the moment are actually uh, stocking a good bit of fair trade uh, chocolate. The Moser Roth range is all fair trade or fair trade source ingredients. Um, but then uh, Bewley's would be our kind of our main, uh, uh, well, one of our biggest uh, coffee licensees because they're 100% fair trade at the moment. Um, but then it's kind of like it's, um, there's basically fair trade stuff in, most supermarkets it's just you have to you have to kind of look for it and some has more than others but yeah those would be that would be a good start also bananas fives yeah if you're getting bananas get fives if you can that's fair trade awesome awesome guys we make yeah. sure to note all of those another message in from Ella Ringrose listening in in Dublin she goes hey really enjoying the show this evening Kira. can you please say a huge shout out aloha to Aiden, who I actually got to meet at Manny Festival he probably doesn't remember me though but hi <laughs> <laughs> that What's one her name again? Ella Ringrose. One more time? Ella Ringrose. Ella Ringrose. Okay. Hi, Ella. <laughs> How's it going? Also, Thanks I would... for... <laughs> Yeah. We have another message in then from Alan listening in in Galway. Where else will you be performing over the summer? Okay, Alan. So, um, what we got coming up is uh, Livestock Festival, which is the weekend after next. I'm doing shows on the Friday and the Saturday. Other Side Festival is coming in, I think, mid to late July as well. And there's a small festival called List Festival in Cork. Um, 
and I'm doing various other bits and bobs like corporate stuff and kind of community stuff and and uh, then further down the line Fuenev I always you know usually go to Fuenev festivals so a lot of festivals festivals would be my bread and butter um, but if you're like looking for updates you can check my Instagram page which is my main platform for communication which is a tornado dot uh, fire performer and that's T-O-R-N-A-I-D-O because my name is Aiden yeah my friends used to call me Aido they like to spin things <laughs> they're on fire so tornado is what I went with I like it absolutely um, I was just going to say though the whole aesthetic even your own name like it all fits the fire theme so well doesn't it yeah yeah uh, you know about AIDS do you fair play yeah. <laughs> yeah if people don't it's like AID is an ancient Irish word for a uh, little fire so A-O-D-H and that yeah. is kind of from from that we have derived the names Aiden and Hugh um, which like uh, yeah, so the, the Irish for Hugh is A yeah. in the same way and uh, yeah so I mean go figure <laughs> yeah, literally the whole element I suppose uh, you know and every time someone comes on this show and you know it's, I ask the same question and I never get the exact same answer so here I'm going to ask it again to you tell us what, where does inspiration come from or what inspires you inspiration yeah very cool very cool question Kira. very cool question I mean what even is it because I kind of, mm. I personally, I feel like it's a, the urge to create is actually one of the most fundamental things. It's like, you know, I think it's the whole thing about self-actualization, you know? 100%. Like, you know, the yeah. Maslow hierarchy of needs, you got your shelter, you got your food, and then once you have that, it's kind of a thing about self-actualization of, you know, what sort of legacy I'm going to leave, and that's where the urge to create something, something to leave behind that says, I was here. I think that's where that comes from um, and it's like it's, it's, it's one of the one of the deepest uh, strongest drives we have um, but another thing I'd like to say about that is that I've been doing a lot of work with shadow work of, of late which is kind of that's going a bit like a bit deep and psychoanalytical but essentially the, the theory Jungian psychology theory goes that we all have a light and we all have shadow in our personality and so the light is your um, positive uh you know, uh, characteristics that are, you know, going towards, you know, doing the right thing, good path, you know, good decisions, you know, like the, the positive emotions. And then uh, the uh, the shadow is kind of all oh, the likes of, you know, jealousy, guilt and shame. And that's all kind of like trying to submerge, like suppress your light. And mm-hmm. I have kind of found as a performer that like, you know, being a fire performer is literally perfectly, perfectly <laughs> threading like you know walking on that tightrope between your light and your shadow type thing because you literally are you know bringing light to the darkness so I kind of feel like you know once you know your shadow you know like have you ever seen a really really dark film or really Mm -hmm. kind of you know a really edgy music video or something but you find it really engaging that's kind of you know something that somebody probably came up with from their shadow so if you know your shadow you can come you you can actually you can can generate amazing beautiful creativity from it so it's kind of like you know Plumb the depths of yourself for inspiration, I say, you know. Um, Very cool. Also, I love that. I love nature. that answer. Also nature. Definitely nature. <laughs> I freaking love that answer. See, again, this is what I love about this question. No one ever gives me the same answer. But I was just thinking as you were explaining about the shadow, I was just thinking about the element of fire and how it can it can warm you, but it can burn you. And so, again, everything That's has it. its shadow. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. You know, it's the same substance that can save your life or it can kill you. You know, it's flipping. Yeah. 
So Love cool, it. so cool. Mm. It's been absolutely amazing to have you on the show this evening, Aidan. Um, mm. Is there anyone who's singing actually you want to give a shout out to or anything? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully so. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on the show this evening. And for anyone who's singing, if you missed any parts of that live interview, do note here on Ross of M, all of our interviews mm. are podcasted yeah, on yeah. the web- website, www.rossfm.ie. Listen, have an amazing weekend. Enjoy Body yeah. and Soul, and we'll have to keep an eye yeah, out for yeah. you. If anybody, yeah, if any, any of your listeners are there, come over to the fire, say hi, you know. It'll be in the walled garden at night. It's going to be class. And again, mention your social media so people can follow you. Yeah, yeah. So like, as as I say, Instagram would be the main one. Also Facebook, but uh, yo, so it's Tornado, T-O-R-N-A-I-D-O. Like Ado, my name, nickname. Awesome. Um, So, uh, yeah, good to meet you all. Good to meet you all. Awesome, awesome. Cheers. Thanks a million. And enjoy. Talk soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.